Coming up on today's show, find out what happens when that big dream you have doesn't quite go as planned. And where do we go from here on today's episode of Moody and 40? Welcome to the Moody and 40 podcast. I am your host, Chris Moody. This is the first episode I've ever done in anything like this other than being a guest on someone's show. And, you know, I've put a lot of thought into this. Hopefully, if you're listening, you get something out of it. But uh, my hope is that in the uh, in the short time I put these together, uh, you know, you can take a piece of it and it can motivate you. It could help teach you a lesson that I unfortunately didn't learn when I went through it, or maybe spark something within you to, you know, try something differently or look at a situation differently. So how did I get here? Essentially, way back uh, in right around the year 2003, uh, I met a coach. And I had no idea what this person did. I was fascinated by it. He lived in New York City. He worked at a big financial services firm in management, executive management. And he did something called executive coaching. And at that point in my life, I was a young, you know, early 20s, had a lot of different things going on in my life, was a little bit uncertain really found that I didn't have a solid foundation for where I wanted to go as I got older, uh, both in my professional life, in my relationships, Uh, just a lot of things hadn't developed in the way that I had hoped. And so I mentioned to this person at the time I was in the military and 9-11 had just happened a few years before. The country was you know, in a strange place, but it was also in a really patriotic place. And I explained to him that I would love to learn more about what he did as a naturally inquisitive person. And he said, well, I'd love to work with you, but my typical rate is $1,000 an hour. And, you know, I thought that was the end of the conversation. We went our separate ways. Uh, A couple of days later, I received an email from him and he said, you know, I thought a lot about our conversation. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'd be willing to work with you for free, you know, as a token of my appreciation for your military service. But we're going to do this on my terms. And we're going to meet every Wednesday morning at 4 a.m. your time. And I was living in Arizona at the time. And I said, okay, sure, let's do it. So we met every week at that time. And, you know, I mean, without sounding corny. It it was really a transcendent time in my life. Uh, It taught me a lot that I didn't know about myself. It made me think in a way that I hadn't thought before. And it helped me navigate through a challenging time that I was going through. And so as time moved on and I left the military and I got into technical sales, uh, there was a point in my technical sales career that I felt empty. You know, like a lot of you might feel out there right now, if you're in a sales position, you've been in it for six months, six years, your entire career, 
sometimes there's this feeling, and at least I experienced this, where I felt unfulfilled. I felt like if I made X number of dollars in March, that in April I was expected to make X plus, and it never stopped. And the travel didn't stop, and the expectations and the quotas, and all of that just led to really me doing an inner discovery of, is this worth it? Is this what I want to do with the rest of my life? And I went back to the time that I worked with the person that I worked with in the early part of the 2000s. And I said, you know what? I think I want to do that. I think I want to go out and I want to work with people and help them in the way that he helped me. And now I had built up, built up some experience. I had gone through my 20s. I was into my 30s and I wanted to basically do that in a way that could make a change and create and fill that void that I had uh, within technical sales. So that's what I did. And I I went through a, a training program uh, after I went through grad school for my MBA and it was called the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And it was it was fantastic. I mean... I had never been a part of something like that. The room was filled with people that came from all walks of life. Uh, we had everyone from people that had been in TV and uh, a host on uh, the E Channel. We had uh, trauma surgeons, other people in the medical community. We had a country music singer who was also a NASCAR driver. I, I mean, it. It was just an eclectic group of people that were incredibly vulnerable for a period of a year uh, where we met on different weekends in, in Los Angeles. And going through that process, it taught me more than anything how to listen, which I realized at that point in my life, I had no idea how to do. I talked and talked and talked to interject into a conversation and be interesting but I didn't listen in a conversation. At least I didn't listen enough. And I certainly didn't listen to understand. And as elementary as that may be, uh, that was the biggest takeaway I took from that training. And so from that, uh, you know, it was about a two-year program once you got done with everything. And from that, they asked us who we wanted to focus on. What segment of people did we really want to make that difference with? And to me, you know, my biggest things that I've always been interested in are aviation and sports. Yeah, I, I grew up, you know, reading the sports page in the Boston Globe, the Boston Herald, the Patriot Ledger, uh, as far back as I can remember. I mean, six, seven, eight years old, just scouring through that thing, reading box scores and feature stories and and everything else. And I just developed a fascination with sports, particularly Boston sports. And so from that, you know, as I got older and I really watched it, I started to notice all of the different issues that were going on within sports. The people, you know, different cases, the people that got money and didn't know what to do with it and went broke. The people that basically had to mature in the blink of an eye and were getting in trouble left and right. Basically, the bottom line, just people taking their careers and blowing them up because they didn't have that foundation to mentally succeed, you know, both in and away from their sport. And I thought, 
hey, how cool would this be? You know, here I am. I want to make a difference in people's lives. And also, I want to go ahead and work in an area that I've always been fascinated by. You know, a lot of books you read, people you talk to, you know, they say, do something that makes you come alive. And to me, that would make me come alive. Being around people that play sports who are typically, you know, overachievers, filled with talent, high performers, to be surrounded by that type of energy on a daily basis is what I really was looking for. So that's what I set out to do. And I got through the coach training and then I did a specialized program with them that focused on something called core performance dynamics. So off we go. So at this, during this whole time, I'm still working a, a corporate job. And in that corporate job, you know, I'm still experiencing that same feeling. And now I had been promoted into a global sales manager role where I had people working underneath me. I now started to have a family. My wife had our uh, first child, a son, and I'm traveling all over the world. I mean, one day I was in California. The next day I was in Japan. The day, you know, a couple of weeks after that, I could be in France, Singapore, you name it. I mean, I just was everywhere. And I wasn't really happy with the setup of the role that I was in and the management structure sucked for lack of better words uh, outside of, you know, a few other people that I worked with at the company. And finally, I did what I think a lot of people that are not happy in their professional job do that they fantasize about anyway. I called and quit my job. I quit my job where I was making you know, close to $200,000 a year. I had a wife at home, a son at home, a mortgage, bills to pay. And I said, I'm going to do it. Now, this is, a, this is a place in my life where you say, wow, that's pretty amazing. At that point, a couple of days after I did it, I said, wow, what did I just do? And as great as it was to actually step up and do that, it was completely humbling to see what came next. So as I went through that and I tried to do business development, I tried to do everything I did in sales roles, but now I wore so many more hats. I had to be the accountant. I had to be the marketing person. I had to be my own human resources. I had to manage all of my other things that I had going on outside of my life, prospecting, building a pipeline, going ahead and attending meetings, setting travel, maintaining an expense account, uh, making sure there was money still coming in. And so at this point, I started to see savings dwindle. Uh, money would come in, but not enough to keep up with what was going out. And the years started to go and the savings started to dwindle. And here we are, a guy who had built up a very successful technical sales career and had these aspirations to get in to work in coaching in mainly professional athletics. And I had to put a happy face on so everyone would see that I was happy on the outside. Where on the inside, I was scared to death. I didn't know what was coming next. It was a lot of anxiety, especially if it's just you. You know, I've heard this from a lot of entrepreneurs. When it's just you, you know that if you succeed, hey, great, it, you're going to reap the benefits. If you fail, it isn't just you if you have, you know, if it's just you and you fail, you know, you failed, you own it, you move on. But I had a family. 
And I think a lot of people that might be listening to this can find themselves in this situation. You know, do I go out on my own? Do I stay with the company? I made the decision to go out on my own. Now what happens next? So many variables start to trickle into this. So, you know, why am I going through all this? What am I trying to say? I'm trying to set the basis for what this podcast series is going to be about. And what it's really going to be about is my successes and failures through my 20s and 30s and where I've arrived at now that I'm 40, you know, to to show you some different things of what I did, what I didn't do, what I wish I did, wish I what I wish I didn't do. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of looking back and saying I have no regrets or I do have regrets. You know, I want to make sure that I that I try it. So to continue on with this, I went for it. And the years started to trickle by. And for four years, four years, I tried to make this dream work. And I read more books than I could ever even tell you about in podcasts. I attended speakers. I talked to people in my network that had done similar things. I attended marketing groups and networking groups that were people that I never even thought in my wildest dreams I could meet. And so much of it comes from surround yourself with people that you want to be like, and that osmosis feeling will rub off on you. There's something to be said for that, but there's also something to be said against that. And what I started to notice is I was getting away from my dream and I was more focused on what was going to come from that. And I started to lose a lot of the identity that I had built up to that point. I didn't recognize myself really. And I had an opportunity to go back into the corporate world. I took it and I juggled what I was trying to do with the corporate job, which is a complete and utter mess. Uh, that didn't work because you try to give yourself to one thing and then you get pulled in the direction to another thing. And we ended up moving to Hawaii. <laughs> so, I mean, it just got really crazy at this point. So now I move with my corporate job. I create a game plan of how I'm going to work this whole elaborate uh, plan of working coaching in Hawaii and a program called, you know, Live Your Paradise. And to me, it looked perfect. It sounded perfect. I got laid off by my corporate job and I found in Hawaii that no one cared about my plan. No matter how many people I talked to, nobody wanted to do it. And that in itself was completely humbling because it took me right to my 40th birthday. And at my 40th birthday, I took stock in where I was. And outside of having an extremely happy family life with my wife, my son, and my daughter, I was petrified. My finances had plummeted. I had no idea who I was professionally. And it crippled me on the inside. I took a chance and it didn't work. And so what does that look like? I mean, what does that look like to make that jump to, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to leave corporate life behind? Everything sounds so great. And it can be, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to convince people to do it or to not do it. I'm just trying to share an experience that I've had through my life and trying to empathize with a lot of other people out there that maybe are still stuck in a rut and where to go from it. So, you know, I think it's an interesting point. I, I read a lot and on this podcast, I'll probably bring up a book 
Uh, if I don't do it every podcast, I'll do it almost every podcast. I just read uh, Unthink by Eric Wall. And this is a book I can't recommend any more highly if my story thus far has sounded familiar to you, whether you did it or you didn't do it. Uh, it really digs in to the whole mindset of here I am, I'm working in the in the corporate world and I feel unfulfilled. Now, Eric went ahead and he you know, was a successful guy doing what he did in the corporate world. He felt much the way I did, was unfulfilled. And he started to paint because he was an artist and he wanted that art to shine through. And now he's built a great career on doing paintings while he speaks. And he does a lot of spontaneous things. And if you read through his book, you know, he talks a lot about how that makes him feel and how it worked. And unlike my story, his story came together and worked the way that he wanted it to. But he also does a really good job in here of not telling you, hey, that's the only way to do it. You need to think about how you want to move on and life is short and go for it. All of those things are great. But what I'm saying is sometimes, you know, the grass isn't always greener on that other side. And how do you know? How do you know? I mean, the only thing I can really equate it to is marriage. You know, you date uh, typically on and off, on and off, on and off. And finally, you find the one and you get married. With our careers, how does it look if you interview for a job, take it, say, eh, I really don't like it, quit interview for a job, take it. Uh, I really don't like it. It's more or less a lot of people interview for a job, take it, and they're there for years on end. And what happens in those years on end? The creativity gets sucked out of you and it becomes a means to an end. You go every single day and you show up and unconsciously you put your mind on autopilot. You do the role that you've been hired to do. You go home and you wash, rinse, repeat that same cycle over and over and over again. And so there's no wonder why people go through experiences like I did and so many people that are listening to this right now are thinking the same thing or have done the same thing. Because there's something magical if you go back to when you were, you know, I watched my five-year-old son and he could take toy cars, he can play with anything. And it's, that's it. He's in the moment. He's building off of that and he's using his imagination. And that's driven into us at a young age. The interesting thing is how much that's pushed away from us the older we get. We have to subscribe to all the norms that come with the society that we're thrust into, which is get a job, pay your bills, go through your week, show up on time, you know, uh, you see this in a lot of old school companies. Don't worry about thinking outside the box. We've done that for you. Just do what we're telling you to do. And so it literally just makes you unconscious to the root. And then that starts to define you. You go out to dinner with people. You don't really know them. First question out of their mouth is typically, so Chris, what do you do for work? And to me, I don't know about you. I don't want to be defined by the answer to that question. You know, if you were to ask me that question, oh, uh, I sell, I, I'm in technical sales. You know, what does that mean? That's who I am. 40, you know, 41 years of experience of all the things that I've done. And I'm going to sum it up in a phrase of 
I work in technical sales. I mean, it just sounds gross. Sure, that's a part of me, but I don't think it completely defines me. And and I and I would challenge you to answer that question. You know, hey Chris, what do you do? You know, how do you how do you reverse that question and put that back on the person that asked you and make that different? What does that what does that answer look like? Hey Chris, what do you do? Maybe the answer is what haven't I done? You know, what what kind of conversation does that drive you into? Rather than I work in technical sales, because typically the next question is going to be, "Oh, well, what is what product is that?" It's going to get even more exciting for the person that's listening. Oh, uh, non-destructive testing equipment. Wow, you know now now it's really anteed up the conversation game at dinner. So, you know, think about that though. You know, how do you answer that question? What is the driver behind that, and why? You know why it, you don't have to be defined by your work. If I answer that question with, well, "What haven't I done?" Now it usually gets a chuckle, some type of laugh, and then, "Wow, well, tell me more." You know, and then think of everything you could start at from the beginning of your life, the middle of your life, the end of your life. You know, oh, I met my wife on an airplane. Oh, I traveled to forty-eight of the fifty states. I grew up in Boston. I lived in Hawaii. I spent nine years in San Diego. I lived in Atlanta. I was in the Air Force. I deployed to the Middle East. I mean, there's so many different things. Then you get into kids and other you know, people in your family. You can go off on a whole tangent that way too. So, you know, I hope you'll you'll tune in to listen to this. Again, bear with me. I'm just starting out at this. I hope to get better. I hope to bring on guests to tell different stories. Uh, but I want to focus on a lot of mine and I want to drive this because where I'm going to really go with this is, you know, and I, I don't want to give too much away, but I've decided to go into coaching as more of a way to help people in the same way that that person helped me a long time ago in a pro bono free type of way. And this is my way that I want to do it. I want to take all the experience, all the training, you know, that I've had over the last eight years and put that into a podcast and teach you different concepts, share different stories, really get into a vulnerable place of things that I've done and, and have other people on and let them get into places with things that have worked for them, things that haven't worked for them, and really drive home that you're not alone. You know, you're you're not alone. Life is so wildly difficult, you can't even fathom it at a young age, the stuff that you need to go through, if you want to be successful, and I like to think of myself as a successful person, and I'm not defining that just with money, but I'm defining that with grit. You know, to me, the most successful people I know are the ones that have the most perseverance, the ones that have the grit, the ones that will fight and get through tough times, the ones that will celebrate the good times, but know that it's not going to last forever and are already planning for what's going to come next. Not necessarily I know something bad is about to happen, but more along the lines of life is what I'm going to make it. And life is going to be a series of challenges. And I need to make sure that I'm as mentally ready to handle those as possible. So, you know, as we, as we move along with this, I'm going to talk about what works, what doesn't work. And as we lead into the next episode, you know, Sometimes 
the grass really can be greener on the other side, but sometimes it can't. And I'm going to go on and talk about that in our next episode and how I've transitioned now to the current day from where I described coming through my past and how not only am I on the comeback trail, but completely thriving in just about every way possible. So I hope you'll join us. This is going to be a weekly podcast released every Friday. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing you on the next podcast. Are you hearing me? Thanks so much for your time. Have a great weekend.